let's get this thing started. Welcome, League, to the 2019 King of the Shack Fantasy Football League. So glad you guys are tuning in. I'm so pumped for the NFL season to get kicked off. I know we already had a game uh, last night on Thursday with the Packers beating the Bears. Everyone give a shout-out for Justin. All your all your smack talk, the crap you talk all season long, man. The Bears still suck. We got your number. Sorry, bro. So here we go. Packers kick it off. They get the win last night. We got 12 more games coming up on Sunday, and then four more coming up on Monday. It's going to be uh, just an amazing season. I'm super pumped. I'm excited for this league. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel excited about my team, the way that the draft went. I'm um, excited with the new app that we're playing on. Seems like everything's pretty functional, easy to use, um, and it's much, much more customizable than ESPN. Um, I know we've been kind of switching around quite a bit, and uh, I feel like this is going to be one that we're going to be able to stick with for, for a long time. So Anyways, just thought uh, this would be a pretty fun thing to get into, uh, kind of having a weekly podcast for for the league, uh, being able to bring you the draft grades, the power rankings, news, uh, a little bit of smack talk here and there. Maybe we can get you guys on some phone calls to give an analysis of how your season is going, um, some highs and lows, what you guys are thinking about. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. I'm just going to try and keep them short and quick. Um and uh, maybe like 20, 30 minutes because I know, you know, podcasts, no one wants to listen for for an hour. But, uh, you know, maybe 20 minutes a week. And uh, I'll, I'll include on, on the league website uh, the, the power rankings as well. I just won't go as in-depth. I'll do the more in-depth stuff here. So you can still see the list on the website. Uh, and I'll also include the link to the podcast on the website as well. So you can, you can give it a listen, see where you're ranked each week. Um, uh, we'll kind of maybe open it up. Um, for a place where you guys can like comment where you guys are ranked and um, you know kind of voice your opinion and stuff like that. But anyways, I'm excited about that. And without further ado, let's get started with the 2019 King of the Shack draft grades. Starting with the number one team, uh, kind of going to do the same thing as I have in the past: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, this team, there is very little ugly. Um, it is the Titletown Truckers coming in as the number one team in the draft. They picked out of the second slot owned by the one and only Tyler Fuchs. They had a um, Tyler had a great, great, great draft, and uh, really there isn't much to complain about. He, you know, kind of saw the season slipping away in 2018. Traded away some picks. Um, traded away Joe Mixon. Traded away James Conner, and uh, the way it worked out. Um, he got two second round picks, one from Zach, one from Logan. So he had three second round picks, including uh, his own. Still had a first round pick. And uh, for keepers, he went with Kerryon Johnson out of Detroit and Derrick Henry out of Tennessee. And then with those second round picks, he got Keenan Allen from the Chargers, Patrick Mahomes, and then on his own drafted Christian McCaffrey and Zach Ertz. So just alone in the first three, four rounds, uh, Tyler comes out with the number one quarterback in Mahomes. I would say a top two, three running back in McCaffrey. Uh, he gets carry on and Derrick Henry. Those are top 10, top 15 running backs. And then he goes Keenan Allen, Zacherts, Zacherts, top, top two tight end. And Allen, uh, I would say top seven wide receiver. So 
that, uh, I mean, obviously is the good. He was able to um, kind of use uh, the way that we run the league and being able to trade some draft picks and, uh, and just make his case for the 2019 season much better. So um, definitely going to be the team to beat in, uh, in 2019. So Tyler, we're coming for you, man. He adds on to that with T.Y. Hilton, gets Austin Eckler in the sixth round, which is a, a great steal with Melvin Gordon now out. Eckler is going to be the starter and uh, should handle all of the pass catching as well as going to be getting some carries on the ground as well. He gets James White uh, in a trade from me, the Whitetail Wardens, and then finishes the draft with uh, a few wide receivers, running backs. He gets Christian Kirk, Dante Pettis, Kalen Balaj, Darwin Thompson, Jameis Winston, DK Metcalf, Jameson Crowder, Darren Waller. So uh, we already talked about the good, those first five players, first six players that he gets. Um, the bad, I'm honestly going to say uh, injuries. Um, you really, I don't know, there really is like just some question marks with injuries. You know, Keenan Allen, he's been uh, an, an injury-prone wide receiver uh, Zach Ertz has some concussion questions. He generally is pretty solid throughout the year, but uh, as he gets older, you know, he, more and more concussions, more hits to the head. There's some questions there. Kerryon Johnson got injured last year. Derek Henry um, has like some ankle ankle issues just coming into the season to monitor. T.Y. Hilden oft injured. Um, you look at Dante Pettis and D.K. Metcalf and um, – Quincy and Nunwa. So all those guys have injury questions. So really, I think just the bad thing when looking at this roster is, is the team going to be able to stay healthy? I think they will. Um, definitely still the number one team, but something to keep an eye on. And then we look at the ugly and it's, I mean, there's really nothing bad about this roster just based on the draft picks that Tyler was able to get. But I'm going to say the, the depth at wide receiver uh, we talked about Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, uh, but then it really drops off down to Christian Kirk, Dante Pettis, D.K. Metcalf, Jamison Crowder. Those are all names that you wouldn't necessarily want to rely on each week to get you uh, that touchdown upside, to get you um, receptions, yards after the catch. So uh, the good thing is, is that Tyler has all of this running back depth, but just like in a PPR formatted league, there might be uh, a little bit of a drop-off, especially for bye weeks or in case of any injury in the wide receiver spot. So moving on to the second, uh, the number two ranked team in this year's draft, we are looking at the South Bend Studebakers led by Luke Drakenberg. Uh, Luke is looking to get back into the King of the Shack playoffs in 2019, had a, a decent run last year, uh, finished in fifth place and um, had a record of six and seven and actually had a really impressive draft, uh, including the keepers that he was able to, to hold on to. Um, so we look at his roster. He goes Michael Thomas and Le'Veon Bell in the third and fourth round as his keeper. So both of those guys most likely going to be first round picks in our league. He gets to hold on to them in the third and the fourth round and then grabs Julio Jones, Aaron Jones, and Jared Cook uh, with his first, I guess you would say, the first round, second round, and fifth round pick. So I'm not stoked about the the Jared Cook pick uh, in the fifth round, but um, really did a good job 
getting Julio Jones, a top three wide receiver. Aaron Jones, he's primed to be the number one back in Green Bay. He gets a lot of pass catching um, capabilities. It seems like the Packers really want to use him this year over Jamal Williams uh, and then Michael Thomas, best, um, in my opinion, top two wide receiver in the league. And Le'Veon Bell is, is really primed to prove that he was worth every penny that he got paid and held out for. So uh, props to Luke for holding on to Le'Veon Bell even after last year. He wasn't able to use him all year long. So I'm going to say the good is the first two wide receivers, Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. Those are, he gets two of the top three wide receivers in the NFL. Um, both are primed to have big seasons. Julio Jones is looking for a contract extension. But yeah, that um, that's going to be hard to beat, and then he, he caps it off with Jarvis Landry uh, down in the sixth round. So really looking solid at wide receiver Luke. Um, the bad, I like I kind of alluded to, I would just say is the tight end. Luke uh, drafts a roster with three tight ends, Jared Cook, Jimmy Graham, and Cameron Brait, Brait of Tampa Bay. So um, all, I guess, would say aged veterans. Um, they have had injury concerns in the past, especially Jimmy Graham. I know Jimmy Graham caught that touchdown pass, but he's really touchdown dependent. He's not going to get uh, really much more than maybe four or five receptions a game. He's not going to give you those high PPR uh, games. But if he gets in the end zone, that's pretty much all you're looking for uh, out of tight ends in fantasy football. Um, and then I'm just going to real quickly just say the ugly side sorry luke of this uh of this roster has got to be the running back situation um i mean after aaron jones and Le'Veon bell you look at rashad penny seattle backup um and then Kenyon drake Kenyon drake uh he's probably going to be the starter um but with him and kalen balage it just seems like whichever one is going to be hot is the one that the dolphins are going to roll with and those are the only running backs uh on the roster as far as um depth goes so you're really gonna have to rely on Le'Veon staying healthy Aaron Jones staying healthy which he hasn't in the past uh, and also he just needs to be more productive so uh, that is just something to to look at to notice uh, for the upcoming season moving on to the number three team uh, oh by the way we gave Tyler an A plus for his draft Luke we're gonna drop down to an A minus um, they're really I mean we had a lot of good teams but there really were only two teams that were like, okay, those are an A-plus team and an A-minus team. Uh, everyone else is either in the B or below. So moving on to the sixth-place team in last year's draft with a record – or sixth-place team in last year's league, six, eight, and five record is the Whitetail Wardens, owned by none other than the commission himself. And uh, – Whew, man, I'll tell you what, I have been sweating all week for that that Ezekiel Elliott extension. He gets it done uh, over the weekend, and uh, I was really, I mean, I was just banking on on him getting that extension. If he didn't, I was just going to wrap it up for, for the year. But Zeke gets the extension. Um, he's going to be playing. I like him as a, I would say he's a top two um running back in the league gets a ton of catches gets a ton of uh, red zone opportunities even with the rookie Pollard behind him I think Zeke still really goes out to prove that he was worth every penny of what he got paid for uh, you look at so I go Zeke in the first round I go George Kittle in the second round uh, get arguably the a top three tight end I would say um, I I don't know I just really wasn't sure what where the value was 
after Kittle, and I just figured, you know, I might as well get we, – we, we play two two tight ends, so I might as well go ahead and get one early. Uh, third and fourth round, my keepers, I go with Stephon Diggs and Robert Woods. Um and trade away my pick to Tyler. The fifth round, he gets James White. But uh, then I go Duke Johnson, Tyler Boyd, Curtis Samuel, TJ Hawkinson. I get Russell Wilson at quarterback, Cortland Sutton, Adrian Peterson, Michael Gallup, Jimmy G, Edo Smith, and uh, finish, it, finish it up with a defense and kicker. So the good, I'm just going to go and say I really like what – what I'm seeing from a wide receiver standpoint, as long as Stefan Diggs can stay healthy, him and Robert Woods are big PPR guys, um, as well as yards after the catch. The Rams and the Vikings like to get them um, the ball in open space so that they can go down the field and make a play. Uh, you look at Tyler Boyd from Cincinnati. A.J. Green is going to be out for quite some time. I mean, he's still in a walking boot coming into week one, so it doesn't look like he's going to be back Anytime soon, I, you know, it could be week two, could be week three, but I really like what Boyd did last year with the absence of Green, uh, and I think he just continues to to uh, step into that wide receiver one role with the Bengals, um, and then Curtis Samuel really poised for a breakout season with the Carolina Panthers alongside of DJ Moore. Uh, Curtis Samuel had he had a lot of big plays last year and and should continue that this year and just get more opportunity they're going to draw more plays for him so like what we're seeing from him and then duke johnson uh yeah i was really glad that the texans um did not draft or it didn't trade for like i thought they were going to trade for Kenyon drake i thought they were going to trade for a big name um running back and they still might but uh it doesn't seem like duke, duke johnson is going to lose that running back one job um for the texans so he should get just a huge increase in carries is still going to get all the third down um stuff as well getting those ppr receptions so um i like the value there i'm going to say the bad is even though i got those running backs i'm going to say the bad holy smokes is the running backs i have two starters zeke and uh, Duke Johnson, and then I drop all the way down to Adrian Peterson, who lost the starting job. They don't even know if he's going to play in week one. And then Ido Smith, who's behind Devontae Freeman. So I'm just banking on something to happen to Devontae Freeman for Ido Smith to get back in the game. Um, and uh, then the ugly is really is really just the the offenses that a lot of these teams play on. You know, I grabbed Russell Wilson. Um, but he really like does not have any weapons whatsoever. They run the ball a lot more. He's not he's not running the ball as much. He's not going down the field as much. Uh, Jimmy G at quarterback for San Fran, just a lot of question marks at wide receiver at running back. Not sure how that offense is going to look. Um, and then just you know, just some backup wide receivers in general. Michael Gallup, Cortland Sutton. Not there's just no clear um, idea of what kind of production they're going to give. So. Um, all in all, still got a, uh, say, a B grade. And um, then we're going to move on to the next team, which is the Dilly Dingers, led by Jake Strokic, and had a great um, a great draft compared to, to last year. Um, and last year he finished 3-10, and 10, uh, tied for the most losses in a single season in league history. He finished last place, had the number one pick, um, but bounces back, has a really nice draft. And excited to to see what he does. Want to see him get back into the playoffs. Um, Jake takes Saquon Barkley with the number one pick. 
and then goes Amari Cooper has Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith-Schuster as his keepers, third and fourth round. I think, aside from Luke having Michael Thomas and, Le- and Lev Bell, I think that having Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith-Schuster is just unbelievable, uh, especially with just like the fact that Tyreek is the obvious number one target in Kansas City and Juju Smith is outright going to be getting almost all of the opportunity uh, in Pittsburgh. So love that he's able to get um, Saquon. He gets the a top three running back in the league. He gets Amari Cooper, who is going to be the clear number number one receiver in Dallas, and then, and then pairs up his two keepers with number one receivers. So the good has got to be those three receivers right there. Amari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, he gets great depth. He grabs Mark Ingram, a starter. Austin Hooper, a great sleeper tight end. Uh, he gets Big Ben to kind of pair up that connection with um, Juju Smith-Schuster. I love, I love that he did that. He grabs Larry Fitzgerald, veteran wide receiver. Deshaun Jackson, veteran wide receiver. Just a lot of guys that could have really solid seasons and and kind of give be that backup role. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the bad is the fact that. Uh, we have two defenses drafted uh, in the first one, I guess, in the ninth round, and then one in the 16th round. So he grabs the Steelers' defense, grabs the uh, the Ravens' defense, and um, you know there is definitely some good value that could have been had in other places there. But all in all, you know he's going to have a solid um, solid defense. He's got you know two of the best. Love what the Steelers got in the draft this year and last year. So they have a young upcoming defense. I think they're going to come back. You know, they kind of are molding from Big Ben, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. And now as Big Ben is probably going to be retiring in the next year or two, they're going to have that solid defense again uh, and then build the offense around that. And and then uh, Justin Tucker with the 11th pick, Jake. I'm <laughs> just not sure. Um, you know, there was a ton of great great value that you could have had um, outside of that. But, you know, I get it. You get the best, you literally got the best kicker in the game. I think I looked, he had like 40 points more than any other kicker last year. So um, especially with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, it's really not that bad of a pick. Um, And there was other, other kickers that went in the 11th round as well. So all in all, dude, you did a great job. Loved, uh, love the team. Super excited to see what happens to it. Uh, to your team this year, we give you a B grade as well. So we go Tyler with an A plus, Luke with an A minus, the Wardens, myself with a B, Jake the Dilly Dingers with a B, and then moving down to a B minus your 2018 league champion, the Tacos Locos, led by Zach Fisk. Uh, went all the way to the championship with a nine and four record. Uh, took down the Deals Outlaws, led by Logan. Uh, to become the league champion. So props to you, Zach. We are all looking forward to dethroning you this year and uh, allowing you to repeat. Uh, By the way, Zach holds the, he now has two championships back in 2015 and now in 2018. uh, And he holds the record for the most playoff wins. He has been to the playoffs five times and has six wins and two championships. So he, he broke some records this year, surpassed a few people, uh, and definitely one of the best teams in the league. So, Zach, let's see what we are looking at with your team. Um, again, Zach had to trade away that that second-round pick, which really helped him get into uh, that championship round. But he gets a great steal, I would say, with the 12th pick, Dalvin Cook. 
who really could be, I'm going to say he could have the best numbers. If he stays healthy, he could have the best numbers of any running back. Just from what we've seen in the preseason, he is lights out and has a great offense, uh, offensive line in front of him. And just the way that uh, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs kind of move things down the field, Cook could be in a big role to uh, to jump up at least into a top three running back. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but he uh, holds on to Devontae Adams and Joe Mixon with the second, I'm sorry, with the third and fourth round pick. So uh, already he's got Devin Cook, Joe Mixon, two top 10 running backs uh, that he's holding on to. He gets Devontae Adams, who has been uh, a keeper for a while for him, but one of the most consistent um, red zone threats for wide receivers and a Packer. So, you know, we love him. He goes to Sean Watson in the fifth round. Uh, getting a top three quarterback. And then I like this pick a lot, actually. The sixth round, he gets Miles Sanders out of Philadelphia. So we obviously know Jordan Howard early on is probably going to be the starter, but Miles Sanders is like, he's right on his heels just from the reports that I'm reading. A rookie out of Penn State um, had a great, great uh, season at Penn State and has really just been tearing it up in the preseason. So I think by season's, season's end, he will be the starter. Um, I was really hoping that he would fall to me, but nice pick there, Zach. Uh, and then Eric Ebron in the seventh round. Eric Ebron had a great um, 2018 season for the Colts. Really like found his niche, really, uh, coming from Detroit and to Indianapolis. was a big red zone threat. Uh, I think he's, what was like, five-plus touchdowns for the Colts and um, should have a pretty good connection with Jacoby Brissett and just like the check downs red zone. So I uh, like that value there. And then he gets Robbie Anderson, the Jets number one receiver, Marvin Jones. Uh, I would say a wide receiver one or two with the, with the lions and then Corey Davis, the number one wide receiver of the Titans. So if you look I mean, looking at this team through the first 10 rounds, he really has exactly what you need. He's got a, a number one quarterback, He's got two starting running backs, and then he's got just some great, um, I would say, like low-flyer wide receivers aside from Devonta Adams, who really could make a name for themselves and kind of climb up their like, top 25 wide receivers. Um, aside from that, it's looking a little rough as far as depth goes. Um, you have Randall Cobb, who I don't expect to do a whole lot in Dallas. Um, and then the running backs are Ty Montgomery and Naheem Hines for Indianapolis. So... Not 100% sure how that depth's going to look, like if Miles Sanders doesn't get that starting job or if uh, either Cook or Joe Mixon aren't able to stay healthy. But uh, as far as the wide receiver depth, it's, it's fine with Anderson, Jones, and Corey Davis. You're always going to have a, a starter there to, to punch in. But it's really the, uh, um, I would say, the tight end depth. you got Ebron and then Dallas, Dallas Godert from the uh, the Eagles. But it's really, yeah, the tight end depth, the running back depth is um, – I would say the bad side of what you're looking at. Um, and then the ugly, I'm just going to go with uh, at the quarterback position. He grabs Sam Darnold with the last pick of the draft, the 19th pick. And, uh, I mean, Watson has missed some games, I think, every single season in his career. So he's a high risk, but it seems like they have, they're shoring up that offensive line to protect him, um, hopefully this season. And so hopefully you won't have to use Sam Darnold until that bye week um, that the uh, Houston Texans have in week 10. Uh, so you can insert Sam Darnold in there. But 
you know, if something happens, it's like, man, you're relying on Sam Darnold for the entire season. But hey, that's how you win. Tacos Locos, you know, you uh, don't uh, don't count against the the league champion because he obviously knows what he was doing last year. So we give props to you, Zach, and give you a B minus grade. And we look forward to, like I said, beating you this year. And moving on to the next team, we're going to go C-plus grade for Ruby's Renegades. My man, Justin Rubenstein, um, last year was a 5-8 and eight team and finished in 8th place. Justin has been one of my favorite people to play fantasy football with since he came into the league. He's super competitive. Uh, we love that he is the only Bears fan, and somehow we tolerate it in the league, but uh, he's a great league mate. Uh, great competitor and always just super active has a great team um, love competing against him last year he finished uh, kind of a rough season he goes five and eight to finishes in uh, eighth place um, but you know that happens and we're excited to see what he's got going on this season he had actually a really nice draft you know there's some question marks in there um, hence the b grade but uh, really like what oh, i'm sorry C plus grade, Justin. <laughs> uh, really like what we see, and uh, you know we're hoping he gets back in the playoffs. He had a down year, but he's usually one of those teams that's always in there. So Justin Ruby's Renegades goes um, David Johnson with the fifth pick in the 2019 draft, running back out of Arizona. He goes Julian Edelman in the second round pick. Uh, he does not choose any keepers in this year. And grabs David Montgomery in the third, Kenny Galladay in the fourth, Hunter Henry with the fifth-round pick, and then Drew Brees in the sixth. So, you know, just those first six picks, I really like Drew Brees in the sixth round. Good value. Had an had an amazing year. Top three quarterback last year. Um, touchdowns were uh, all over the place. Interceptions were way down. Um, I don't expect him to put up the exact same numbers this year, but uh, – you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So to be able to get him there, um, I like that. Um, Julian Edelman in the second round, you know, there's some question marks on his health and like what the Patriots passing game is going to look like with Josh Gordon, uh, Tom Brady's age, the, you know, the tight end situation. But we know that Julian Edelman is his favorite receiver, number one target. He's a PPR monster. Um, so I, I do like that pick there. Um, just interested to see what Edelman actually does this year. David Montgomery in the third round, um, you know, we saw last night, There's a they kind of did like brought up, the Bears brought up a, a trio of Mike Davis to Reed Cohen and then David Montgomery. I think he grows into his role, but he's not going to get those 20, 25 carries uh, anytime soon. He, you know, it might be towards the end of the season that he really steps into that number one running back role. But uh, for now, a little bit of a risky pick, but uh, you kind of had to look at like what running backs were available at that point. Kenny Galladay in the fourth, I really like that pick. Um, I think that, you know, I think this is Galladay's third season, second or third. I think it's his third season, um, and I think that he he really just steps into his role, has a healthy season, and the Lions get the offense figured out. And uh, yeah, fourth round pick. I mean, you can't go wrong there. A, a wide receiver one on a on the Lions team who throws the ball a ton. Hunter Henry, uh, coming back from an ACL injury in 2018, we know that he's one of Philip Rivers' favorite targets. 
they like to get him the ball out in the open, some screen plays, um, and get him down the field. He's a great red zone target. So, um, you know, the tight ends were going at that point in the draft. So I think it's a really good pick, and I think he's going to have a breakout year. Um, Here's the good thing about Justin, this is what I'm going to say, is the Chicago Bears. I wouldn't necessarily say this, but the Bears' defense with the seventh-round pick, the Bears – Man, after watching that game last night, I know it was ugly on both sides, but the Bears' defense is just at a whole other level from any other team that I saw uh, during the preseason last year. And I'm going to be straight. When I play you guys and your defense goes off for like 35, 25, 40 points, there's like four interceptions, two fumble recoveries, and then you somehow end up losing by like 15 points, even though your team went off. Man, that, that drives me nuts. Drives me nuts, and I just feel like the Bears are going to do that all season long with the defense. They're going to have, the, especially at Soldier Field, they're going to come up with those those thirty point games. And I feel like it was actually a really good value for Justin to go and grab. Obviously, the number one defense in the league. I like the Rams, but um, I think the Bears truly do have uh, just with the the young talent. Man, they got the best defense in the league. So then Justin in the eighth round goes Westbrook, Jordan Howard. Trey Burton, Devin Singletary, Will Lutz, Tyrell Williams, John Brown, Deion Lewis, Marquise Goodwin. So I'm going to say the ugly is going to be the running back situation. Here you go. David Johnson, you're not really sure what the Cardinals offense is going to look like. They got a weak offensive line again. Um, You know, they're going to give the ball to David Johnson, but it's just a matter of can they actually block for him? Can they get him in open space? I kind of already went over it with David Montgomery. What's going on there with the other two running backs? Um, Jordan Howard, like I mentioned with Zach, Howard is going to be the, the uh, starter for now, uh, but he's got that rookie running back, Miles Sanders, on his heels. Um, he's not very active in the pass-catching pass game, and they already have like three or four running backs there. Um, Devin Singletary, not bad. Um, he's going to be behind Frank Gore at the start of the season for that running back position in Buffalo. Um, but then same thing, Deion Lewis back up. He's good in PPR, but really that's about all he's going to get you. Chris Thompson for Washington, injury prone. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets injured this year. Um, and uh, then really I'm just going to say the, the ugly other than that has got to be the, the tight end position. You know, Trey Burton, like he was supposed to be the next Travis Kelsey, uh, but it's really, I mean, it's, he. I don't even know if he played last night, but he's dealing with a lot of injuries. Really has not um, kind of made that that mold um, with the Bears into that, you know, Travis Kelsey 2.0, whatever. But, you know, there's question marks with Hunter, Hunter Henry. He is injury prone, uh, and it's looking like Trey Burton is becoming injury prone as well. We you got to see him on the field. Um, but in a two-tight end league, Justin comes out with two tight ends, so you're going to have to fill some voids there. I think it's a two tight end league. <laughs> uh, I forget what our rosters look like, but um, he's going to have to fill that void there on the bye week. So something to, to look at just in there. Um, moving on to the next team is the retired Rednecks led by owner Matt Kipley. Going to give him a C grade, bumping him down from a C plus to a C. Um, last year finished seventh place with a four nine overall record. Uh, he comes back with, um, no keepers, but actually grabbed two incredible players that are both I really like uh, with the third and fourth round pick. So they might not have the impact that they need to have this year, but 
uh, moving forward, he's going to be able to keep these players for the next three to four, three years uh, if he wants. So really like him. He grabs Nick Chubb in the first round, Leonard Fournette in the second round, Melvin Gordon in the third round, Chris Godwin, uh, wide receiver for Tampa Bay in the fourth. So even if Melvin Gordon doesn't play, I honestly think I honestly think he does. Um, I don't think he gets a deal done with the uh, Chargers, but I think he either gets traded or he just shows up because uh, I really think like his agents just screwed him over, th- thinking that he could hold out to get all this money um, when it's like it's clear he's not a girly, he's not an Elliot, um, and all this money getting spent, they're not going to invest in him with like the history that he's had with uh, lower body leg injuries. So, um, but he's a great running back. Even if he doesn't play this year, Mac is to keep him for next year. Uh, if he wants, you look at Chris Godwin. He is he he honestly could be the number one wide receiver of Tampa Bay over Mike Evans this year. Uh, and if not, just going forward for the future. He's 22, 23 years old, um, a great wide receiver. And then you grab Nick Chubb, a running back who has no one behind him, and Leonard Fournette, kind of the same thing. Um, he's going to be involved as on a first, second, third down basis. So you could get some major points out of um, even just that situation. And then he grabs uh, Philip Lindsay in the fifth round. Wide receiver run, he goes Josh Gordon, Elshon Jeffrey, Geronimo Allison, Emmanuel Sanders. I'm going to say, you know, the good is that running back situation in the future, but the ugly, or I'll say the bad is the wide receivers. There's just so many question marks. Who actually is going to catch the ball in Philadelphia? Is Elshon Jeffrey going to stay healthy? He's had injury issues his whole career. Um, Josh Gordon, there's question marks. He's poised to actually have a really good season with the Patriots if he stays on the field, but you know, you really never know um, with him. And then Geronimo Allison was just threw up a duck last night for, for the Packers. We don't know what, <laughs> what was going on there, but it looks like uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is going to kind of take that number two wide receiver role um, just based on what we saw last night. I think Allison was on the field for a, a majority of the snaps, but didn't even get targeted. Uh, and then Emmanuel Sanders, a, a good veteran pick, coming off an Achilles injury. Not sure. I mean, it seems like he's healthy. He's going to be the number one wide receiver for the Broncos, but just not su- sure of his usage with the new quarterback. So I'm going to say that's the uh, the bad. And then the ugly has got to be kind of like what I just said with uh, Justin is the tight end. Um, Jordan Reed in the 11th round maybe waited just a little bit too long to grab a tight end. Uh the concussion issues, he's questionable for week one already. Um, I can't imagine that he plays all 16 games or even finishes the season. Uh, and the backup to that is Will Disley, a tight end out of Seattle. I'm not 100% sure if he is the starting tight end of Seattle. Um, but I guess if I don't know, then that's probably not a good sign. So, um, you know, overall, not bad. Uh, he did draft Andrew Luck on um, the auto draft so you got to drop him and uh cam newton and matthew stafford not bad pick so hoping that matt uh, can make the playoffs this year and uh a solid team i like the first three picks especially if if melvin gordon starts playing watch out for this team to to get going moving on to our eighth ranked team is going to be the wisconsin wampus cats 
Last year, they finished 5-8, and eight, led by owner Nathan Frischler. They finished 10th place, so they're drafting out of the three-hole uh, in the 2019 draft. But Nathan uh, put together a nice team, kind of going to be in the middle of the pack again, but uh, he's got some good value picks, and with you know some some breakout players he could find his way kind of back into that hunt for the playoffs um and uh we'll see what he can do but just looking at his draft he grabs todd Gurley with the third round pick uh comes back in the second round and gets chris carson i really like chris carson um i think he's poised for a breakout season the the seahawks really really uh just pouring into that offensive line to protect russell wilson but also to be able to run the ball some more um he keeps adam Thielen with his third round uh keeper and then comes back in the fourth round and actually gets sony michelle so uh i like that as well he gets three starting running backs sony michelle really turned it on last year towards the end of the season uh which was quite impressive and he's going to be keeper eligible if he continues to to do so um, he grabs Vance McDonald, tight end out of Pittsburgh in the fifth round. Uh, not 100% sure how well McDonald will do or how healthy he'll be able to stay, but we know that he is like the outlet option for Big Ben. Um, he's the check down option. Big Ben's going to use him quite a bit um, just on the offensive side of things. So um, we'll see We'll see what happens there. He could be a lot better. It could be a lot worse than... Um, what it looks like in the sixth round, he gets Mike Williams. Love that pick. Uh, I think he, he had a breakout season last year. He should build and continue off that uh, again this year if he stays healthy. Goes back to almost back-to-back -back tight ends. He gets David Njoku. Uh, love that pick. Um, and then he's going to come back down into the 16th round and grab Tyler Eifert. So I'm going to say the good for, for Nathan is the tight end situation. Uh, Tyler Eifert could really turn some heads if he stays healthy. Uh, people don't realize that he was like the Gronkowski 2.0, you know, a couple of years prior before the, the back injuries, the arm injuries, the lower leg injuries. I mean, he really is Gronk. He just has not been able to, to deal with all the injuries. Um, but if he stays healthy this year with the lack of weapons that the Bengals have, he could, he could be a really big tight end threat. So that's going to be the good, um, the bad wide receivers, Nathan. Um, thankfully, you only have to start two, so you got your your two starters in Mike Williams and James Washington. But even James Washington, uh, we're not sure. You know, Juju Smith Schuster has been raving about him, but uh, the Steelers do have Dante Moncrief, so we're just not sure um, how much targets he's going to get. The target share there is obviously. Um, all directed towards Juju Smith-Schuster. So honestly, looking at it, it's like you got one solid wide receiver. Oh, sorry. You do have Thielen. You got Thielen and Mike Williams. So the depth after those two is just questionable. I'm going to say that's the bad. Um, and the ugly, I got to say, unless Lamar Jackson turns in a Michael Vick-type year, him, Lamar Jackson, and Mitchell Trubisky could cause you some troubles. Um moving forward and uh yeah i don't know i think lamar lamar jackson i think he's gonna have a good year but still he still has a lot to grow in trubisky he's just looked like they have no idea what they're doing with the offense other than that connection with Allen robinson so uh you know that could really end up hurting you just by how valuable the quarterback position is but um 
Yeah, I don't know. It'll be tough like to know which one to pick, but I guess you'll, we'll find out on Sunday depending on what Lamar Jackson does. So, Nathan, a good draft, some solid pieces. Uh, if guys really show out, um, I think you'll do a lot better than than expected. So we are going to move on to a C-minus ranked team. We're going to go number nine, and that is the runner-up of last year's um, playoffs, which is Deals Outlaws. Led by the owner Logan Deal, making his um, his first playoff appearance, he went nine and four, uh, got off to a super hot start. I think like four or five wins uh, in a row, and uh, finishes nine and four, and the runner up. And uh, he traded away some pieces to to get to where he needed it to be, um, but uh, he's able to come back and still actually get some pretty solid pieces. Uh, including a player that I was just talking about. So let's dive in here real quick. We're almost done wrapping up. I promise the episodes won't be this long. Uh, just kind of have to to get all these teams done with in-depth analysis. So next time it'll just be more so recaps of your guys' games with just you know mentioning a few players. But Logan goes first round Odell Beckham Jr. Trades a second round pick, so he misses that out. But he gets to keep James Conner. Comes back in the fourth round and gets Aaron Rodgers, who you know he, he disappointed last night. But you know, they're not going to be playing the Bears' defense. Um, I think that he's actually going to have a really good season, and he, I think he's going to stay healthy as well. So, uh, fifth round pick Evan Ingram, who actually could be the leading receiver for the Giants. You know, maybe Saquon Barkley gets more receptions, but I think Evan Ingram's going to be up in the, up there. The Giants released a statement this week saying that. They have some massive plans to get Evan Evan Ingram the ball. Um, he really has wide receiver speed in a tight end's body, just not as durable. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Tariq Cohen in the sixth round, it's going to be that question mark with him and David Montgomery. They both can be used in the passing game, so I think there's going to be a little bit of battle there. But um, comes back again. Dang, Justin, you were right. Logan did take all the Bears. Uh, he goes Allen Robinson, which... Uh, who really played like a top 10 wide receiver for the first time in a while last night. So I think uh, Robinson really outplays where he was drafted and, and should have gone a lot higher. But uh, and then another tight end in Delaney Walker, he grabs Sammy Watkins, who could have a big year for Kansas City, uh, gets LaShawn McCoy, and uh, who actually he already traded him away, but then grabs uh, Greg the Leg from... Uh, the Rams, the kicker, gets the Chargers defense. Uh, Tom Brady as his backup quarterback. Uh, Justice Hill, Devin Funches, Giovanni Bernard, Kenny Stills. Um, all in all, not a bad, not a bad roster. Uh, kind of like what we, kind of like what we got here. Um, I would say the good is just the balance. He's got a good quarterback, great tight end, um, James Conner, Odell Beckham Jr. I think it's really a matter of people staying healthy. And uh, just being able to stay on the field, I think the biggest, the ugly has got to be the running back situation. Just a lot of backups, Justice Hill, Giovanni Bernard, Sean McCoy, and even Tariq Cohen. So really, it's like James Conner you're going to rely on, and then the rest is going to kind of be a crapshoot. Um, but you do have Odo Beckham Jr. and Allen Robinson, Sammy Watkins. All those guys are going to be starters. Um, so like what I see there. Um, I think the tight ends, not bad. You got Evan Ingram, Delaney Walker, and Jason Witten. So some good depth there. And, yeah, I think really just the question marks is the running back situation. And 
Uh, there's not too much else to to say there. Um, I'll just kind of leave it at that, and we will move on to the next team. We're going to go C minus, and that is going to be Shack Attack. Josh Bruckert coming in last year in ninth place, a four and nine record. Uh, Josh has been also one of the most consistent teams. Um, had some great keepers up there over the last couple of years that really, um, you know, kept him in the race for the playoffs. And this year kind of did a reset and uh, we'll see what he can do. But uh, yeah, Josh grabs DeAndre Hopkins with the fourth pick in the first round. You really can't go wrong there. Um, that's what exactly who I would have picked. He is the best wide receiver in the NFL, hands down, and um, is always on the field. He comes back in the second round, gets Devontae Freeman, who really could have a big year in the Falcons offense if he can stay healthy. Comes back in the third round, grabs Tyler Lockett, who is poised also to have a, a great season with the Seahawks as the number one receiver. And then really the biggest beneficiary of the Andrew Luck retirement was Marlon Mack, um, who, you know, the Colts aren't going to be throwing the ball as deep as much as efficiently. So they're going to have to rely behind that offensive line and Marlon Mack to get down the field. He grabs him in the fourth round, gets OJ Howard, who is a tight end beast red zone monster in the fifth round. Uh, and then also gets Kelvin Ridley, who, um, you know, looking towards week one, they're not even sure Julio Jones is going to play. Um, he's waiting on that contract extension now. So, man, I would hate to see him wait to get an extension before he plays. That would just piss me off royally. But Calvin Ridley, a really great spot there. Um, he gets Baker Mayfield, who could be a top-five quarterback this year. He's got a great offense. OBJ, uh, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and uh, David Njoku. So, could be a, a top five quarterback and he gets them all the way in the seventh round a really great value and then comes back with another tight end Kyle Rudolph so I mean already I'm just saying the good is the balance of uh talent and potential here for Josh um he then comes back and gets Sterling Shepard Jalen Samuels our running back to Peyton Barber the Rams defense Crosby Cole Beasley um Derek Carr so uh, just looking at it, I'm going to say that the weak spots are going to be the uh, running back depth. Um, after Devontae Freeman, who is injury prone, and Marlon Mack, you're looking at Jalen Samuels, who's a backup. Peyton Barber, who, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on. The the, uh, the Buccaneers just got to draft another running back because Peyton Barber's not getting it done. Ronald Jones not getting it done. Uh, and then you get Jalen Richard here from Oakland. So, uh, that's definitely going to be a big question mark, especially on the bye weeks. Um, and then uh, and then really just like the – other than those top three wide receivers, uh, we're not sure who, where the rest of the points are going to come from. So I think the, the problem, kind of the ugly side that Josh is going to run into is the flex spot. Um, he's got he's, – you know, he's going to play Hopkins and Lockett and then probably Ridley in one of those flex spots. But then you look at uh, – you know, do I play Sterling Shepard? Do I play Beasley? Or do I play, even play Cole Beasley? I don't know. Uh, that'll definitely be the biggest question. But um, 
I think if he makes an addition or gets some waiver wire pickups, Josh has a great chance to actually have a really great team because he's got some players that are really going to be utilized nicely in the offenses. So uh, a C minus grade for Josh, but should be a lot better than than the grade set. So we um, we look forward to seeing what happens with Josh. And uh, then moving down, we got two more teams to go. And this is Team Prime with a D-plus rating. Last year, he went 11-2, and two, uh, had a really nice record, and finished in third place. Kind of a disappointing finish. Um, but, hey, that's the way things happen and gets knocked off in the uh, the semifinals on his way to the championship and, and finishes there. And then uh, just some, some, I guess, the Antonio Brown saga um, wasn't able, like, good move. By Prime not keeping Antonio Brown, I think it. Would, I think that's who. I forget who you could have kept Prime, but um, I really forget who it was that um, you could have kept Prime. But I know you got Kamara, um, a top three, top four, five running back. So um, not bad. And he goes Mike Evans in the first round. Josh Jacobs. I. I haven't heard much about Josh Jacobs other than there's no competition in Oakland. We Everyone assumes he's going to be the number one um, running back there, and I think he will, but don't really know like what is you, how they'll utilize him there in Oakland. Goes with Kamara as a keeper, gets Cooper Cup in the fourth round. Uh, A.J. Green in the fifth round, which could be a really nice uh, value pick. He's injured right now, but we should get, he should be back by at least the third, fourth week. Um, you know, that's a... a a quarter of the season, but um, just based on wh- what else he has, I think he'll be able to cover for that. Will Fuller in the sixth round, Lamar Miller. Uh, that was a bummer towards ACL. Um, so he'll be out for the season, really loses some value there at the running back position. Uh, Matt Ryan in the eighth round, a really great quarterback. Daryl Henderson, a running back for the Rams, back up to Todd Gurley. Not sure how much they're going to use Daryl Henderson. Um, I think that they will use him regardless of Todd Gurley's health it'll just be more so on uh like a play calls for him or um third down play so Matt Ryan Darren Henderson Kyler Murray Noah Fant Ronald Jones this the second Tony Pollard Patriots defense Andrea Andy Isabella Jack Doyle so I gotta just we gotta start out here um the good is the wide receiver core Mike Evans Cooper Cup, Adrian Green, Will Fuller. Um, those three, even with, with Green out, Will Fuller, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, all going to be guys that are targeted in the red zone. PPR guys, once Adrian Green comes back, that's two wide receivers and two flex right there that you can use. Uh, and then you got Kamara and Josh Jacobs in those that one-two punch. So I really like the wide receiver core. I think the problem is the running back depth. Um Depending on what Josh Jacobs does, you have Kamara, and then you really have no other running backs that are going to put up anything consistently. Tony Pollard, now that Zeke's back, Ronald Jones has just proven to really be a bust, and I think you just have to bank on either Todd Gurley getting hurt and Daryl Henderson taking his reps, or that he just somehow shines and they use they use him a lot to get the ball. Um, and then I think. Uh, the ugly is just the backup quarterback situation with Kyler Murray. I mean, if he explodes with the Cardinals, that would be amazing. But I think there's just some question marks of 
how good is he actually going to be? But I think you're you're safe with Matt Ryan. He's a great quarterback, um, healthy, gets protected well. They have an incredible offense this year. Uh, you shouldn't have to rely on Murray much, but just going with a rookie, you know, it's always risky. But we'll see what happens. So Prime, we'll see. We'll see what happen, what his team looks like this year. You know, he's been in the playoffs every single year since he got into the league, holds a whole bunch of playoff records, has two championships, 17, 16 and 17 back-to-back. Um, and uh, we'll see if he makes the playoffs this year, if he makes another run for the championship title. Uh, kind of hoping he does, but we will see. And then we move on to the last team in the draft grades and that is a d grade for wands wanders last year a 10 and 3 record fourth place overall but this year ooh, not looking so hot one first round pick antonio brown i'll just let that uh speak for itself and uh second round pick damian williams um i don't think lashawn mccoy is really going to interfere with what he's going to do but you know, there's just there's question marks like Andy Reid loves loved LaShawn McCoy. I think he's obviously gonna try and get him the ball more. So you kinda take a hit there. Um, but you get Travis Kelsey as a keeper, number one tight end in the league. Brandon Cooks as a keeper the in the fourth round. So though those two receiving options are good. Um and then you grab you grab Tevin Coleman for the Niners, DJ Moore, wide receiver. Kareem Hunt, you got to wait till week 10. So it's risky unless you are positive you're going to make the playoffs. Um, you grab Jared Goff at quarterback. I really like that pick in the ninth round. Good pick. Um, you got Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who could be a, a good sleeper pick. Um, looks like Rodgers really trusts him and they want to utilize him. Jaguars defense, I think they're going to be back. I think they're going to be um, solid in the 11th round. That's a good pick. Um but then, yeah, same thing. You got Kiki Kuti. He's probably not going to play week one. Nikhil Harry is on the IR. Kirk Cousins, yikes, Vikings. Paris Campbell, that's a good pick. I think by the end of the season, he'll be the number two wide receiver alongside T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Packers defense, yeah, they looked much improved. And um, tight ends, uh, you got uh, Mike Gusecki back up. So all in all, I think just a lot of bad situations that actually could turn good. You know, Antonio Brown, if I guess he's going to play Monday, but you know, who he just seems unstable. I think he puts up a, I think he puts up a subpar season has a, I don't know if he'll play past this year. I really don't. Um, I think the running back situation here for you, you know, Kareem Hunt, Latavius Murray, backup, Tevin Coleman, he was decent with the, he had his flashes, I would say with the Falcons, and uh, I think he's going to fit well in the 49ers offense back with Kyle Shanahan. Um, but, yeah, it might just be more of like a third down passing situation. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Juan, Juan surprised everyone last year yeah, getting that um, that third round or that third place finish. And he – I'm sorry, fourth place finish and lost in the uh, consolation game there. But um, – yeah, he surprised us. I think last year he was kind of in the same spot as well. So he knows what he's doing. And uh, anyways, I'm super excited for the uh, for the season to get started. I'm just going to wrap it up there because I don't want to take any more of your time if you already are listening um, to this point. But uh, excited to get the season started on Monday. And uh, hope you guys have a great season. You can always reach out to me if you got fantasy questions. 
promise I'll help you out unless you're playing me. Don't ask me questions if you're playing me that week, because um, I wouldn't give you the. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't give you advice. I wouldn't tell you the wrong thing. I just would be like, ask me next week. So, uh, but anyways, happy to help you guys out anytime, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up sometime. I'll come back to the Midwest. We can hang out, watch some games, and uh, peace out. Commission out.